We are we're on the air and we're killing spiders. Yeah, a spider just dropped into our studio. Uh, but he's gone now. That's it. <laughs> All right. So we we're, Kevin ran overtime. Yeah, and then his software decided he didn't want to work, but it works now. And then we finally got on the air. So hopefully somebody's listening to us. You back it out of the bay. You roll it back in. You remeasure. You find out if everything's okay. And that's what happened. And that's what we did. So All right. here. We're here. This is the Rolling Dave Show with Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the 21st of July of 2022. And we're here to answer, uh, let's see, change lanes. and Are we changing lanes? Uh, we might downshift. Did you single signal? I'm going to bet, compared to Kevin's show, we're downshifting. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're definitely downshifting. <laughs> We take the low road. Right. Right. (laughs) right. And uh, we have a call at number 855-950-3835 for anybody that has any questions about tire wear or handling. I guess my question here is, how's, uh, let's see, we took a week off. So we got two weeks worth of uh, uh, things to fill fill people in on. (laughs) So what are we going to fill them in on? I don't know. It's been a really, a really nice summer. That's what that's the, I mean, hot and sunny and no, uh, no, I guess there was a day ago way earlier, but it hardly affected us. Yeah. And Iowa got a little wind. Yeah. South Dakota kind of got hit. And, um, what's most conversation about lately from our point of view is the shortage of employees sort of of employees it's all i mean I, i'm assuming all of these drivers out here uh rolling across the country know that uh there's not enough drivers well there's not only not enough drivers and there's not enough mechanics there's, there's not, not, enough not enough mechanics there's not enough people in the old folks homes i know because i was at the old folks home and I threw my ass out because they didn't have anybody to take care of them yeah um so <laughs> Think that was a therapist, Mike. Oh, a therapist, <laughs> yeah. They decided I was untherapy, unable to be therapied. Whatever that word is. <laughs> they said your pinky's fine. My pinky's fine. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I'm hearing from people is that they're trying to get into one of our alignment shops. Right. And they call them up and the guy says, I'm, I'm booked out two weeks. Two weeks, right. I can't I can't get you in. I'm already... So we don't have enough alignment shops that do it our way. Right. So if you know a shop that right. you think would be a good candidate for us, or if you know somebody who would like to start a mobile alignment business or even a stationary one if they want, right? we'd be more than happy to talk to them because um, we're always looking for shops to add to our, our network. Right. Um, we've got, a, we've got a, a nice network of people. Especially you go to our Facebook page with MD Alignment, uh, 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 all the alignment operations that are working there. and uh, Or you go to our website. Website with all the, you can see the list there. of them there. Yep. We've got a bunch of fleets that are happy. And doing <laughs> yes. Things. Yes, we, we do. We don't have enough public shops. Don't have enough. There, there are a lot. There are a lot. But even the ones that we have, are getting drowned in other business. They're not able to do alignments. Yeah. Yeah. So we need, we need more. Yep. Um, 
The other thing that I've got to talk about is I hate vibrations. <laughs> well, you're not going to like the uh, callers today. <laughs> well, we got callers? <laughs> we have callers. Oh. And they, they, they hate vibrations, too, it turns out. And they're calling about vibrations? That's, that's what I think they're calling about. Okay, I'll tell you what. If you get a guy that wants to talk about vibration, I'm going to take the headset off, and I'm going to go out into another room until you're done talking about <laughs> vibrations, and then I'll come back. <clears throat> oh, shoot. Well, I might need your help. Well, see what you got there. <clears throat> okay, let's start with the callers that are in the queue. Uh, this is somebody from Pennsylvania. With a tire, steering tires. Hello, somebody from Pennsylvania. Yeah, this is Mike. I have a battering wire on those steering tires on the driver's side. Uh-huh. It yeah. from the inside to the outside. On the yep. passenger's side, from the outside to inside. Okay, so your drive axis is out of alignment. Right. Okay. Okay. Or at least That's your front end is not in alignment with your rear end. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a right pull. You're steering left all the time to keep it on the road. Mm-hmm. No, no. I it started out I had just I just I had it lined up a year ago. Uh actually I had an alignment every year for the last six, seven, eight years. Now okay. they seem to be right. Um and I finished wearing out the tires that are Notice that I noticed that I got a problem going on, and then what I do, I just start flipping tires to get uh, as much life out of the tire as possible. So then I put a new set of tires on. So there's usually like eighty thousand miles goes on. Forty usually takes me forty fifty thousand miles to wear out a set of tires when I see I got a problem. And then in, uh, this year I've only got forty two thousand miles on these steering tires, and you know six thousand miles ago. I did not have this going on. Now I do. But it started out pulling on the right just a little bit after I got it on the last time. Mm-hmm. But then it changed That's from bad. the right pulling to the left. And now it, it, it gets a little bit worse as, you know, more miles going on. But it still isn't bad. I can still let go of my steering wheel, you know, for three, four seconds before, you know, it goes out of control. Okay. So well, if, you've got fe- if you've got feathered wear, you've got an alignment problem. Okay. So, is it, now so let, is me, it let me make sure that we're talking about the right thing. Right. Feathered wear is you lay your hand, palm down on the tire, slide your hand across the tread toward the frame of the truck, and then slide your hand back out. If it feels right. sharp one way and smooth the other way, that's feathered wear. That means the tire's sliding sideways. That means you've got an alignment problem. Okay. That's what's going on. Okay. So you need to get it to one of our alignment shops and have somebody knows what they're doing, fix it. Cause you should be getting double that mileage out of your steer tires. If you're, I mean, I guess depending on the operation, what do you do? I run coast to coast. Uh, yeah. coast yes. You should be getting double that. Mileage. At least double. I mean, I carry 3, miles one way. I only carry 11,800 miles on the steering. I, I know. You carry. That's not a problem. I don't mean, that's bad, but not me. And I did take it to the last two shops were one of your shops, but and okay. you know, he did say, you know, he did tweak the axle in, in the back and he didn't know whether he got it up or not. Evidently he did not. So I wanted to call your show before I call him back to go back and see whether he can uh make check it out. If push comes to shove, he may have to measure your frame, you may have a frame problem, but right. right. Him, have him check it out. Yeah, what is the truck? 
It's a 2001 Peterbilt. Well, yeah. There could be a lot to look at. 20 years worth of driving can cause some hidden problems. So you need to have it checked out. Yep. Now, would, would he have to tweak both axles, and how would he do that? We don't that, know. that depends on what he measures. you got to have him measure it and see what he's got. Right. If he's got any questions, he can call me. Right. And if he, I mean, if based on what he had before, if it's changed in just 40,000 miles, you've got some problems with the shock. You need some suspension repair work. Right. Right. And so that's the thing. I mean, if he set it up one day and he said, this is right, but then three days later, it's not right. Well, it's not his fault it changed. It's the truck. Well, he went over the whole truck and rebuilt everything that was wrong. I understand all that. You need to have somebody check it out. Yeah. Okay? Have him look at it. If he has any questions, have him call us. Yep. Okay? Will do. Hey, thanks. All right. You bet. All right. Yep. Thank you. All right. Old trucks. Old trucks. That's There's a lot of old trucks out there. Yep. yep. And everybody loves everything older than the 2003. I, 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 I like old trucks, too. Mm-hmm. You just got to rebuild the suspension once in a while. Every once in a while. You don't know exactly what's going to be wrong with it. And sometimes a uh, problem hides from you. Yep. So yep. sometimes you got to go back and look at it. All right. And we have one more. Uh, which we have one more call. This one uh, has vibration in the name. Lucky us. And uh, this is, let's see, 855-950-3835 if anybody else has any alignment or tire problems. And as I say, this one this one here is a vibration problem. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello there, Red Vibration. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, several questions about tracking down a vibration issue. Mm. Um, it's a 2017 International Pro Star uh, with a IROS suspension, uh, Meridor axles, and about 56 to 58, I start to get a vibration, and it's kind of intermittent where it'll come and go. Like it just goes through its little shaking fit, and then it'll just stop, and then it'll come back. Is um, that shake my, in the steering wheel, or is that shake in the seat, seat and feet? Seat, seat and feet, definitely. So it's stronger towards the back of the cab. So it's a driveline vibration. Okay, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> is it most common when you're at a steady speed? Um, I would say that's when I notice it most, but I haven't been able to get it to stop either by accelerating up a hill or going down a hill. Okay, and you say it starts at what speed? Uh, around 56 to 58. And when does it quit? Uh, I don't think I've ever gone over 70, and it doesn't seem okay. to improve at all going faster. And how long has it been doing this? Oh, uh, Probably close to a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what have you done to try and isolate this? Um, I had steel inside wheels. I put aluminum on, uh, counteract beads and all eight drives. Shocks were replaced, leveling valve, and uh, the height was measured. Okay. What year is this again? A 17. Okay. Um, has anybody measured the driveline angles? 
No, that's where was one of my questions. What should the angles be if I try to measure it myself? Okay, the front diff should be at about three degrees. The rear diff should be at about thirteen degrees. And you can measure that by taking your phone. Your phone has a digital level in it. If you don't have the app, you can get one free. Set the phone on the top of the frame and find out if the frame is aimed downhill, uphill. Hopefully, it's sitting at zero. That'll make the math. Sure. Then it you set like it, it down. On the, to it. Yeah, yeah. That, it's so it's one degree downhill. I don't care. But whatever the difference is between the frame and the diff housing is the pinning angle. And so the front one should be at about three degrees different than the frame. The rear one should be about 13 degrees different than the frame. Okay, so that it would set pinning angles. But to be honest, the speed range you're getting the vibration at is a little higher speed range than I normally get for pinning angles. But, but I'd still measure it. Okay. The next thing is, has anybody checked your drive shafts to make sure that they're all working properly? No. Okay. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is just this weekend, <laughs> I had to go look at a Mack truck that's had a vibration since brand new. It's got 47,000 miles on it now. It shakes it so bad in about the speed range you're talking about that they've, they've spent thousands trying to find this. And I finally said, okay, I think there's a fight between the front and the rear diff. So I said, I want you to take the short shaft out between the two differentials. Lock in the power divider so only the front one is driving now. The rear one is just rolling. And drive it and see if, it's, if that's the problem. Well, when they removed the short shaft, they found out that the slider in the short shaft, which allows it to compress and expand, was frozen. Right. Wouldn't slide at all. So right now, they're in the process of having a new short shaft built. They're going to put it in and see if that solves the problem. If it does, everybody's going to be very happy. There was something that simple but upset at all the money they spent trying to find it. Well, it was, they're repairing the one, right? Because they can't seem to find a new one? Yeah, there isn't a new yeah. one available <laughs> right now, so they're going to build a new one. So based on the speed range you're in, the fact that it's in the rear of the truck, I would be checking the driveline angles, and I would be checking your, your drive shafts to make sure that the sliders, because there's a slider on your front drive shaft, there's a slider on your short shaft. Make sure that they're not mm -hmm. closed up. Okay? okay. Well, All right. Just two more quick questions. Do you know what mm -hmm. the angle should be on the seats on the, that go under the axle? They're both you mean that the springs sit on? Yes. On the steer axle or on the rears? Uh, on the rear. I don't they care. They both have a. Yeah. Okay, they both have it's a two point five degree. I just thought maybe they should be different. But one of them, but one of them should be toward the front of the truck, and one of them should be toward the back of the truck. Right, and that's what sets okay, the pinion angle. So, so okay, don't worry about the block. The same. Okay, they were the both facing angle. the same way. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll tell angle. me. Yeah. Okay. All right, and do all your all the shops that do alignments, MD alignments, will they do this kind of work too, or does it depend on the shop? No, no. This is not alignment work. Right. Okay. Some of the guys have, will get into this kind of suspension work, and some of them are just an alignment shop. The only reason I talk about vibrations is because people keep asking me about it, <laughs> not because I know anything about it. Right. All right. We got we to answer whether or not the problem is alignment. Not only answer if it is, but if it's not, then what likely is it? 
Yeah, we got forced into this over the years because people keep blaming the alignment for the vibrations. And so we had to figure out ways to find out what it was so they'd leave us alone. <laughs> not because right. I want to fix vibrations. Yeah, I have no complaint yeah. about my alignment. The shop that did it, uh, Southside Tire in Rothschild, Wisconsin. I have mm-hmm. great tire wear, over 130,000. The tires were great. really good. And great. the truck was in an accident, and I took it back to have it realigned by them. And they said it didn't need any adjustment and didn't charge me anything, so I was cool. really happy with that. They're good people up there. Definitely. Well, good luck with it. All right, well, All thank right. you for the help. I do appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> All right. Uh, and we do have one more, and it's steer tire wear. Steer tire wear. That is sort of our wheelhouse. We don't get any steer tire wear. No, there's no such thing. No. What are we talking about? I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Hello, Scott. Hello. How you um, doing? I'm good, you? You're fine. We're real good. Apparently, uh, you called in with a wheel bearing torque question. I have yeah. a note here that says that. Yes, I did. And uh, uh, it's kind of a long story. I had it in the shop for, I don't know, like three weeks. They yeah. put in new springs and bushings and did a three axle alignment. I had the drive shafts rebuilt and that. Uh, drive shaft between the the two axles. It had a mm-hmm. it wasn't sliding in and out anymore because the dust mm-hmm. cover had moved its way back. So I've gotten well, and they uh, must have done something with two of my wheel bearings uh, because I there was fluid on the the wheels. Well, when I got home, I checked everything. I Mm-hmm. And both of these are on the same axle. They have the sleeves in there. I was able to move the inner nut by hand on both uh, of them. Oh, I wound man. up. I had to place those wheel bearings, and I just threw the the uh, sleeves, sleeves away. Yeah, yeah, and I did torque it to your specs, and everything seems to be great there. Cool. Um, That's good. Now That's I put good. the. A new set of steer uh, when they did all the the stuff. I've got about fourteen thousand on it on them now. They're the Michelin sixteen ply, the you know the the newer ones. Now I know that those the very inner and outer relief rib. I, I don't know if that's the correct wording yep. for it. Yep, that's right. Wear a, a little bit more, but they both of mine and the inner seems worse than the outer but they seem like they're wearing very fast but i have no feathered wear everything's smooth Mm -hmm. okay and and what inflation are you running Uh, all i can get into them is 122 Okay. okay all right well that's not terrible no it's not and what and you said the inner decoupler rib you talk about the one closest to the frame Correct. They're wearing a little faster than the outer decouplers? Correct. Okay. And what kind of an operation are you in? Over the road. Over the road. Okay. Yep. Um, 
Now, to tell you the truth, I don't get excited about decouplers wearing a little right. faster than anything else. They're supposed okay. to. As long as I've got no feathered wear, and as long as if you measure the tread depth on the main ribs and you calculate how many miles for each 30-second of tread that wears off, as long as you're up around 15,000 miles per 30-second, I'm not going to worry about anything. Right. Okay. So how, how are you doing? So uh, measure yeah. tread depth. I have not. Like I said, I've only got about 14,000 miles on these tires because I just put them okay. on. I, I typically get 180, 190 out of a set of steers, and I take them off when they yeah. still have six or seven, 30 seconds on them. Yeah, that's, you're, you're doing good. You keep doing that, you're doing fine. Right. And what tires are they? They're yeah. Michelins. The Michelins? They're the Michelins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you probably won't. You're going to want to pay attention to those little S-shaped sipes. <laughs> Right in the middle of the three, the middle three ribs, and just make sure that you don't, you know, rub your finger right across them, just your fingertip, and make sure that it's even side to side on that. It's nice and smooth. And uh, if you ever start to feel that one ridge of those S's is taller than the other, now it's time to start talking about old alignment. Yeah, because those little sights will tell you with the tip of your finger better than your whole hand does. Right. Okay. And I, so I rub those. those. Toward the frame yeah, and toward the, the outside. Yeah, just yep. rub your finger back and forth across it. The tip of your finger is sensitive. Those sights are really sharp. You'll feel it if there's any feathered wear right there. You can feel it as little as 500 miles on a new tire. Right. Okay. And that'll that'll save your tire. It'll 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 show up before the 30 seconds show up. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Thanks. All right. Good. You Thank have a good you, day, buddy. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Okay. All right. So you just had work to do this spring. Yeah. Just trying to make sure it's working all right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And we have another one. Another one? Another one. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, at 855-950-3835. This one here has a cupping on the outside of drive tires. So this should be interesting. Yeah. Hello, Mike. Hey, man. Uh, kind of answered the question with the last guy, I think, because uh, I'm just uh, it's cupping on the only the outsides, inside and outside of all eight drive tires. Um, but the the center is fine. You know, the the middle ridges are all good. No, no abnormal wear there at all. Okay, now, now wait a minute. We're, we're talking about drive tires now, drive not tires. steer tires, correct? Yeah. Correct. But, uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. And you're saying the inside and outside shoulders of all eight drive tires are showing a little bit of cupping? Yeah, like feathering or cupping, however you want to cupping put it. Is, yeah, they're. Cupping is sliding your hand around the tire and you feel them kind of lumpy. That's cupping. Yeah, they're feathering not. Feathering your sliding across the tire. Yeah, then it's feathering. They're just a little, little worn on the outsides, inside and outside okay, of all. Right. all what brand of tire is this? Uh, some cheap Chinese suckers. So. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I would, right. I would get some new. I would get some new tires, but they're still good tread. But I'm not uh, going to get fine, those again. Fine. Not right. get excited. But I don't expect the same wear out of those as I get out of like a Michelin. Okay? Right, right. That's fine. Right. What inflation are you running in those tires? One twenty. 
it's too much air in the tool. Mm-hmm. You're, you're pushing the center of the tire up because it's overinflated and the outside shoulders are not contacting the rotomont enough and they're causing them to scuff. You you need about 100 pounds pressure in the drive tire. And that's still 30% over pressure. Now, if you want the 120 because it gives you a lower, smaller footprint and better fuel mileage, I can't argue about that. Fuel is very expensive right now. But but if you want tire wear, you've got too much air. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I have another sort of... Oh, go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. We're not done with this. (laughs) The second thing that can cause that, particularly on a cheaper tire, is high speeds. Right. Because as you get to high speeds, the centrifugal force stretches the tire and makes it taller. Same thing. And the center part of the tire can lift more than the outside because they're hooked to the sidewall, and you can wind up with the same wear pattern. Right. Um, Overinflation, underload, or high speed will give you that same pattern. Right. Gotcha. All right. What what's so that what bar the, called? What's that bar called that goes from your drive uh, your differential to the frame? Is that a torsion bar or? Yeah, it could be called a torsion bar. Could be called a panhard bar. Could be called a dog bone. Could be called a, a positioning rod. I mean, depending on what area of the country and which country, and they call it something else. Right. All right. Well, my dog bone. When I first got this truck, I've only put forty six thousand on it so far. Um, I could see that the uh, bushing was eaten away. Mm-hmm. So I got a new dog bone and put it in, and it was really hard to get in, by the way. And uh, I got it in, and it's still in that same kind of pinched angle, even though it's a brand-new bushing. Uh, it, and I've looked at other friends with a similar thing, and theirs isn't pinched in a direction. What what could be causing that? What brand of truck is this? Freightliner? Uh, Freightliner, airliner, suspension, yeah. yes, sir. Okay. And have you measured with a tape measure from the frame to the inside of your drive tires across an axle to see if they're centered laterally? Because that's what that arm does is it centers the axle. Now, if one axle no, is off-center to the left and the other axle is off-center to the right, that torque is going to push on those dog bones because they're trying to walk together. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I need to get do that. All right. And that would be... Those, the fact those, that it was uh, hard to put in, the fact that it was hard to put in, says there could be a problem. Says you've got yeah, it's, it's pushing the axle sideways. Now the measurement from the frame to the tire should match within a quarter of an inch from side to side. Right. All right. If you're off more than that, you need to take some shims out or put some shims in to try and get them to center up. Right. And you'll probably find the shim on the on the back side of that. Uh, yeah, where the dog bone bolts to the frame, there's a big block, and behind the block, there's often shims in there. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I appreciate you guys. Good luck, you right. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. You, you hanging tough there? Too much air. Too much air. Too little load. Mm-hmm. Or too high a speed. All right. They're all the same. Now, the premium right. tires today, the, 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 the main line tires, the Goodyear's, the Michelin's, the Bridgestone's, the Continental's, um, Firestone's, they will tend to take our high speeds without any issues. Right. But I find some of those cheap imported tires, they don't, they balloon up too much at high speeds, and, and the overinflation really affects them. Yeah. They need to get down. 
If you look at a load and inflation table for a dual wheel on a standard highway truck, the load and inflation table says they only need 70 pounds of air. Oh, you got a copy of air. I've got a copy of it right here. The problem is if you run too low, if you run down at 70, 75, 80 pounds, most tires will beat themselves up at it. So over the years, we've learned you need to run somewhere between 90 and 100 pounds on most duels to get good wear. You need to have them overinflated compared to the load and inflation chart. Right. But extreme overinflation, like 120, we find takes both shoulders off. Right. Right. And but now this is all different when you're talking about uh, uh, super singles. Yeah, super singles is not a dual tire. It's a wide right. tire. It has more susceptibility to high speed distortions. It affects itself differently with inflation. You run uh, a super single tire mm-hmm. at low inflations, and particularly at low speeds. Right, they tend to wear the center out of the tire. Yeah. Because they're expecting the tire to grow a certain amount at highway speeds. So when it, it doesn't have that tension. Contour. But if you're not running fast enough, it never grows enough so you don't have the proper contour. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. <clears throat> All right. What you got? I have another one. This is Bob, and I think he's in Michigan. <clears throat> Bob from Michigan. Yes. Yeah, hey, uh, I had an alignment done yesterday up in uh, yeah. Allen, Michigan. The guy up there, uh, yeah. Jim, Michigan MD Jim? alignment. You had Big Jim? Yep. Uh-huh. I had Big Jim. Hey, he cut his beard, too. And he cut his uh, beard? His, his beard. He used to have a long oh, beard. beard. Oh, he cut that. Yeah. yeah, well, it gets hot, you know. <laughs> uh, he's uh, <laughs> done... Second alignment, he's uh, pretty good. No waiting, I agree. in and out. Good, glad to hear so, it. And he's also pretty good on vibrations. He's a yes. guy that likes to jump into the drive lines and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, he does do uh, suspension bushings. He did say, because I got a 22 Cascadia. He did it mm-hmm. oh, last year. He was surprised that my uh, bushings moved as much as they did within a year. I'll keep in mind when you know, 8,000 yep, miles that's... on the truck, another 112. Yep. So It's surprising what new vehicles will do. Right. Yep. But no, it runs like a dream. No complaints. Well, that's good. We're glad to hear that. I appreciate so, you letting us know. And it's easy to so, get yeah. to. Anyone's right there on uh, 80 and 90, approaching the Ohio border, go up 69. It's only a, what, a half hour out of the way if you're on the toll road. So right. it's perfect. Not cool. far. A good guy, yep. and he knows trucks. And he, he was a truck trucks. driver for years, so yep. he knows what you're going through. Yep. Yep. Really worth stopping in and so, saying. Yep. Well, thank you, buddy. Go for calling. Yep. Not a problem. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have his phone number in front of me, but if you go to our website, mdline.com, you can find all of our shops, or uh, at least 180. There's over 200 of them on the list. Over 200. Uh, Yeah, all over the country. Jim's one of them, and he's down there in in Allen, Michigan. And, uh, yeah, um, Marshall was hoping to have him on the show today, but he's busy. Chad was hoping to have him on the show today, but he's busy too. So, (laughs) yep, but you can go to our, our website and look at the shop locator tab and find one that's close to you. 
Yeah, I guess that goes with what we were just saying. Everybody's too busy right now. Yeah. Quite honestly, everybody's busy right now. We barely have time to get on this show. But he says Jim could get in and out. He could get in and out of Jim's shop. Get in, get out. That's it. Okay. So what else we got? Uh, Well, uh, we don't have any calls right now, but if anybody did have any questions, they can call us here at 855-950-3835. And we can try to solve your, the, the number one. Now, we can't do anything really about your fuel economy. That's not our business. Not our business. No. We don't really. Uh, and I'd looked in. People say that if you, if you know, other alignment equipment companies try to say that if you get it aligned right, you will save fuel. And I think we did find that you could save as much as uh, half of a percent or less. Yeah, the test that I did years ago on the with Peterbilt in California, they were running fuel mileage tests and economy mm-hmm. between cabovers and conventionals. Right. And they had done a series of tests using industry standard alignment settings. Right. And then we went in and changed the settings to our tighter settings. Right. And they ran these two one cab over one conventional and ran them out to see what the difference in fuel economy was between a conventional alignment and this alignment. And it was two-tenths of one percent. Two-tenths of one percent of fuel economy difference. Right. Between a poorly aligned vehicle. No, between a typically aligned vehicle. A typically aligned vehicle and one of ours. And an MD aligned vehicle. All right. Okay. (laughs) Now, that's not two-tenths of a mile per gallon. That's two-tenths of a percent. Percent. Okay. Right. Now, if, if you drive the vehicle one mile an hour faster on average, just one mile an hour, 56 instead of 55, right. let's say. And this is according to the fuel consumption things that the engines and trucks all put out. Right. One mile an hour difference changes your fuel economy 1.5%. So 1.5%, not, not Point. one half of or 0.2%. Right. So people have over the years have said, well, if I drive, if I have your alignment, I'm going to have a better fuel economy. And I've never been able to document it because the better I align the truck, the faster the asshole drives. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't want to get into fuel economy with alignment. All right. It um, also, you know, from my perspective, makes sense that what we're really dealing with is uh, you're, you're not changing the fuel economy of the drives by changing alignment. You're changing the fuel economy of the steers, the drag on the vehicle. If the vehicle, if the steer tires are rolling straight with the truck, well, you might see an improvement in fuel economy. If they are not straight with the truck, you're scru- you're, what you're doing is you're using the engine to scrub to push those tires the steer tight. tires off. Yeah. And, but it's not yeah. scrubbing off 50 pounds of rubber in 30 miles. Okay, you're talking now, about, well, let's, let's go back to another situation years sure. ago. Uh, it was a Mack truck dealership that I was doing close work close to, and they had a truck that got wrecked, <clears throat> and they rebuilt the truck, and they put new tires on it, and the customer called the tire dealer and says, those new tires you put on are terrible on my drive axis. They're just wearing terrible, and they had me go over and look at it. Well, the drive axle on the front, the front drive axle, mm-hmm. was bent, and it was towed out right. three quarters of an inch. Right. And it was shaving the tires off, okay? 
And I says, I bet it doesn't go very good, does it? He says, no, you let off the throttle, it slows right down. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. It's so there's significant drag. There was drag there because there was 17,000 pounds sitting on the axle and the tires were all pushing sideways. But when we got it all fixed, it did roll better. He did get better fuel economy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, quote, alignment. No. It was damage. Right. And so you're dragging tires down the road sideways. You're going to end up with a tire wear issue. Yes. And that's, uh, yes. And we are able to do the math on exactly how much we're correcting mm-hmm. uh, this. In other words, uh, one sixteenth of an inch of steer tire alignment, whether it's toe or thrust, one sixteenth of an inch is about 42 feet sideways, sideways, every mile. Every mile. Yeah, so that's, that's a factor. Okay? Right. But does it show up in the fuel where you can measure it? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, they're not designed, you know, they're rolling the whole time, kind of right. freely right over those, those bearings right. as they're doing this. So it doesn't really show up as fuel economy because you're not losing that much of that 50 pounds of tire at a time. The biggest thing that that we've seen that affects fuel is speed. Yes. Because as you drive the truck, you're pushing the air and you're creating an air bubble in front of the truck. Mm -hmm. And the faster you go, the bigger the air bubble is. And so the aerodynamic trucks get better fuel economy than the non-aerodynamics. Right. But the ratio of fuel consumption as you increase speed is the same between both of them. Yeah. And did I not hear that even a cab over is actually uh, better than a conventional for fuel economy? Better than the old-style big-nose conventionals. Right. Okay. The aerodynamic conventionals will compete with a cab over, but the, the most efficient fuel economy vehicle is a cab over. This is crazy. Because it's got one bubble instead of more hits. Right. It hits the, the first, it hits the radiator, then it hits the windshield, then it hits the deflector on top. Each one of those hits creates a different bubble, which creates more turbulence, which creates fuel economy. Wild. So maybe that'll start affecting how they build jets. They'll start making jets with big cab over front ends. Well, oh, cab over front end. Yeah. yeah. The old Peterbilt helmet front. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We got right. any calls? Well, you know, we don't have any calls at the moment. And we're just about out of time. Right. We are just about out of time. Uh, we'll give you one more chance if you, if anybody out there needs one more question answered, 855. 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. But otherwise, it's almost one o'clock, and it's time for us to move on and do other things with our day. And I hated working on cab overs. <laughs> yes, well, especially when they had the TV in the cab in the, the refrigerator, <laughs> and you would jack up the cab, and the thing would tilt over, and then the TV comes right out through the windshield, <laughs> along with everything else. Yes. <laughs> we always had to go into the cab and get things organized, and I never wanted to go in the guy's cab. No. I mean, that was his life, place. Yeah, right? I don't need to be in But if space. I'm going to jack it up, I have to go in there and check things and make sure it's all secured so I can tilt it over. Uh, I, I like a convention. Right. And the people, the, the, I think the, the biggest hit on the cab overs was the safety of getting up into the cab uh, using the little steps that they that they. Had to put in a- that that was an issue, but the biggest issue is, as I understand it, is the accessibility to work on the engine. Yeah, from that point of view, and the other thing is the ride. The cab overs never ride as good as a conventional does. That's because you're using your knees as a 
safety device. Well, you're right up over the steer axle. True. So when you hit a bump, it's just right into you. Uh-huh. Or if you're in a conventional, you're behind the steer axle, so you're yeah, riding. You make the steer axle do the work. Yeah. yeah. So it rides better. Hmm. All okay. right. It is. It's uh, It's basically. It's uh, one o'clock, and basically we need to get going. So y'all have yourself a great week. Don't right. do anything we wouldn't do. Be safe out there, and call us if you have any problems. All right. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.